Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I may have let my dog sleep in my bed last night. What can I say? He's really soft and warm. I don't blame you. I just lived through 2020, and then I ripped my favorite sweater. What gives? (laughs) It's not even over yet, Heather. I accidentally cooked some oatmeal rather than couscous on the stove for dinner, so I'm gonna need that label maker. Get it together, Sarah. (laughs) Tired of the face mask selfie? Well, get ready, because the vaccine selfies are coming. Oh boy, they've already started. Have such a good day. Oh, hello everybody and welcome to Have Such a Good Day, the last show of 2020. Oh my goodness. It's the show where we desperately try to laugh heartily (laughs) at our stress and anxiety because if not, we cry. Oh gosh, do we cry? And oh. we, you know, also on this show, we we need you to understand how much we recognize the humor and irony of everyday life, adult life, because we are not wistful we're kids not anymore. We're not babies. We're not. No. Well, sometimes we're babies. <laughs> so we act like them, <laughs> but we're not. We're, we, you know, I think for the most part, I would think most people listening to the show are also adults. Um, by yes. the way, I'm Sarah, and I'm Heather. <laughs> Welcome. And, and here we are, yeah, back welcome again. To, welcome to lively chats about life and hate and love and whatnot. And all the good things. because In between. Yes, because life is hard. Let's not mince words. But <laughs> hopefully, all of you no, together, we, we, end up, <laughs> we end up having a better day for all. And that is our goal. And we might learn something in the process. That's another goal that we have. Exactly. Heather and I always do. You know, from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, I always learn a lot. <laughs> Me too. Uh, not necessarily even good things where I'm like, gosh, I'm a real idiot. I but... learn about you. I learn about me. I learn about all of y'all out there too. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's and a win-win. Everybody, everybody who's, who's part of our team, thanks so much for uh, being part of the group in the weeks that happen in between shows because it always ends up being fun fodder for the show and that's the whole idea so fun and thank you for sticking with us in 2020 i know it's been oh, a topsy-turvy ride tough ass year thanks for hanging with us absolutely so it's been actually fun to have you guys around it's made honestly the year so much better yeah i mean it, as somebody who 
you know, I live alone and I've got a dog, I've got a cat, I've got friends, I've got, you know, family, I, I am lucky and I am blessed, right? That aside, it's been a tough year. Mm-hmm. It's been a tough year. Ups and downs, um, some loneliness, um, some kind of triumphs of yeah. feeling like, yeah, I got this handled. Doesn't always last though. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know a lot of other people share my sentiment and it's, uh, it, it is uncharted waters. Mm-hmm. And we are navigating them. And it's sort of a, a, a cruel reminder that our lives are, we're like on this speck of a planet in this huge universe. And we mm-hmm. have tiny little lives, uh, you know, on the grand scheme of things. And, you know, we get we get tossed around sometimes. And it's, it's actually a good lesson. And it'll make us more resilient, I think, when the next, uh, you know, crisis happens. So cheers to that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, knock on wood, no more crises. No more. We've had enough. We've had enough, 2020. You suck and you can go to hell. 2021 (laughs) is going to be so great. It's going to be amazing. Something in the back of my mind says, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) But we can dream. We can dream. Well, let's keep our expectations, you know, on the real here. Uh, I tend to have high expectations. My boyfriend's always telling me to temper them because I get disappointed because I have these like ridiculous expectations about like life being like a storybook. And it never is. Well, sometimes it is, but it often isn't. So I'm going it, it to work on that this year, Sarah. Well, that's good. So yeah. <laughs> I mentioned I had a little bit of a mishap in the kitchen. However, this <laughs> ends up being a fairy tale storybook ending. Ooh. And I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> so the other night, I had a bunch of vegetables and I love couscous. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do like a veggie couscous, you know, stir fry. Surprise. And yeah, like the, the couscous is sort of, you know, in one pot and the veggies are in my cast iron. I've got the whole thing down. Now, when I moved into the house that I live in now, I have a small but humble kitchen. And there are a couple of uh, like they're they would be cupboards, but they're not covered by anything. So they're mm-hmm. exposed shelves. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But especially when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, almost a year ago now, you know, like everybody else, I'm like buying all the flour. I have like five different kinds of flour. (laughs) I got some carob, you know, I got some like active yeast, lentils, blah, blah, blah. And I quickly was like, my shelves are just like, they are in disarray. Mm -hmm. You know, this is all good stuff, but like it was starting to look really messy. Mm -hmm. So I bought a bunch of mason jars, like big mason jars, you know, you get the hardware store and I'm like, yeah, just like, put everything in there. It looks better. It actually like stacks better, all the good things. And at the time I was like, is it going to be like, am I going to forget what's in what mason jar? Because, you know, you have enough grains. It's like rice looks like rice. Mm -hmm. Couscous looks like lentils, my panko crumbs. Like I was like, no, I, I know what I bought. I'm good. Yeah. However, the other night I was you know, just sort of quickly, you know, pulling a mason jar, you know, from where I thought was the couscous place. However, it was steel cut oats. How did you and mix that up? They look really different. They don't. They don't? So, so Israeli couscous is kind of big. Oh, Israeli sort of like couscous. Pr- okay, I was thinking the small couscous. No, no, but that's what I had. Oh. Because Israeli couscous is big. It almost mm-hmm. looks a little bit more like pearl-like. Yeah. And you, like... It's clear. It almost looks more like orzo. Sure. But this couscous, I don't even remember what bulk bin I got it out of, but it's like the smaller and I'm like, eh, 
I kind of like the bigger one, but whatever, I'll, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. But when you have a couple in Mason jar, like they just look like sort of beige, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever's. <laughs> so anyway, I pull what I thought was couscous. I put it in the pot. You know, I add some water because I'm, you know, treating it like pasta, really, which is what couscous is. However, I also have this thing that I've been doing recently where I've got like ramen broth. It's mm-hmm. almost like chicken stock. Yeah. You know, it kind of comes in the the little container and I add like half broth and half water mm-hmm. so that rice or pasta absorbs this kind of and umami. It yeah, yeah, it just it just like kind of helps when you mm-hmm. mix it in with the veggies later and and yeah, it helps with um the taste. So I did that with my oatmeal. So you didn't notice right away or it was like after you I didn't notice it. right away because of course you're just <laughs> oh. sort of like, you know, you kind of just stir it and, and figure like in a few minutes, you know, I'll, I'll give it a taste and see yeah. if it's done, you know. And, and couscous cooks really quickly because there's so much surface area, mm-hmm. right? Because they're just little pellets. And so I tasted it and I was like, ooh, gosh, not done at all. I, maybe I just like, <laughs> I don't know, like I, my timing is off. And then like a minute after that, I'm like, no, it's wrong in the wrong way. What is happening? And I realized I cooked ramen oatmeal. <laughs> did you so, end up dumping it in the vegetables or did you notice it? I didn't. No, no, no. I, I was just like, I was so like annoyed with myself. Like, you know, you should have gotten the label maker, Sarah. <laughs> Jesus. So I just sort of left it. You know, I left the 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 top on the pot and... I ended up, you know, just kind of eating my meal and I didn't have any grains and it was not the end of the world. But later, because of that, I was like kind of hungry, you mm-hmm. know, a couple hours later after dinner. And so I sort of like went up and was like, you know, let's just see what's going on here. You know, yeah, because I either have to throw it out or mm-hmm. whatever. And it had totally absorbed the water as oatmeal does. Mm-hmm. And I basically had cooked myself breakfast, but it was a savory breakfast. <laughs> and so I had a bite and I was like, Oh my God, this is really good. So it had like the umami flavor. It, yeah, because I always think of oatmeal as like, oh, you put like cinnamon yeah. and butter in it or blueberries or, Nutmeg. I don't know, vanilla extract or like it yeah. just is a different kind of thing. I do not think of oatmeal as a savory thing. Mm-mm. However, it's pretty good. So you, not you sure had that I would mix it into veggies. No. But it was like, it was like a, porridge yeah that kind of like i porridge. ended up eating you did eat it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean not all in one fell swoop because it was quite a bit but yeah i was like oh this is not i don't have to throw this out put it in the fridge had it the next morning it's like you stumbled upon like a new creation yeah yeah and do you so, think you'll do it again i don't know maybe it, i mean i was so mad at myself at the time mm-hmm. because i had this meal that i had planned and i'm like i screwed the whole thing up now I'm just eating like broccoli by itself kind of thing. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. And then I was like, "What? yeah, like in what universe are we supposed to think that oatmeal always has to be like sweet or plain? Yeah, I bet. It can totally be savory. Absolutely. I think so for sure. Yeah. So think of what was the porridge that like the three bears ate? Wasn't that I a savory know. porridge? I think I, I could recall it was a savory porridge. I, well, I, I mean, it was, it was, what's her name that ate all the porridge? That's true. But yes, it was, it was their porridge, right? They had made the porridge. She didn't make the porridge. <laughs> Goldilocks, gosh, I'm like, what the heck? What was her name? But anyway, so yeah, so that happened. So it, it ended up okay. I was mm-hmm. kind of like, that was a very strange, like, turn of events uh-huh. that ended up okay, where 
I didn't waste food because I hate wasting food and it all worked out fine. But that's um, funny. I like that. Yeah. Also in the uh, in the food category, I went to the high school yesterday. Mm-hmm. as I do to run my dog out and there's this couple that's always there with their dog named Mo um, and Otis and Mo get along fine they kind of ignore each other but you know we're all we're all buds and they kind of like the campus is huge so they were sort of coming from a far away area that I never really go to because mm-hmm. I kind of stick near the um, near the blacktop and they were like holding these weird things and as they got closer I'm like are you holding hey guys and they were holding these gigantic mushrooms that they had picked Mm -hmm. you know out of the i don't know the trees or you know some somewhere that was kind of around the perimeter of it's mushroom season really yeah and i mean one of them was like pretty big the other one was like ridiculously big to the point where i was like what is that Mm -hmm. and they're like it's mushroom and i'm like oh it is a mushroom wow and i yeah and they were like oh yeah so this one is it's almost like too big so we have to like dry it and then put it in soup later Mm -hmm. on but the other one is like really fresh it's gonna be great it's Mm -hmm. gonna be and i was like how do you know this much about mushrooms because i am not confident enough that i wouldn't pick a poisonous mushroom and kill myself Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah you just get used to it you get good at it we know we know what we're looking for and i was like well kudos to you guys yeah you know it's funny you mentioned mushrooms i feel like we live our lives in lockstep because um one of my uh one of our workers for our properties um is a real mushroom expert and he's always sending me photographs and there's a lot of mushrooms up here right now um Mm. it's like known for its mushrooms i remember even taking a mycology class in college um up here it's fascinating but there's a lot of those kind of alice in wonderland ones right now they're like the red toadstools with like the um the white speckles yeah yeah and you know, this this workman, his name is Alan, he's great, he's very knowledgeable about a lot of things. He's always trying to get me, he'll he'll leave a bag of like um, hedgehogs, you know, hedgehog mushrooms at my door and then I'm like so nervous <laughs> not, to eat them. Not he, actual live hedgehogs. No, not live hedgehogs. Although I hear you can have a hedgehog as a pet in Oregon, but that's for a story for another day. But the hedgehog mushrooms are really good, but I just, I agree with you. Like I'm nervous about, he keeps telling me to go out and pick such and such crop of mushrooms that are growing at the front of our driveway. And I just, I can't do it. I just, I can't, I don't trust myself. I don't even trust him, even though I know he's really knowledgeable. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I I see people kind of picking mushrooms around here too. And there's, there's tons of edible mushrooms, but there are usually mushrooms that look poisonous, uh, are poisonous. They look poisonous. They're like red and they're kind of these bright uh, colors, um, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. Like apparently psychedelic mushrooms in fact in college i picked psychedelic mushrooms and when you pull them out of the soil they turn purple like you can actually see them change color and that's how you know they're uh, psilocybin which is the psychedelic mushrooms anyway the mushroom stuff is pretty interesting i won't go off on too far of a tangent here but (laughs) but yeah i mean i mostly buy criminy mushrooms i'm not i i will eat other mushrooms but my favorite are just kind of like the button mushrooms and yeah. I'm not that adventurous. Yeah, I um, I'm a mushroom fan. Carmini portobello, which is just Carmini mushrooms that have gotten yeah. big, as I understand. Those are my jam. I do shiitakes every so mm-hmm. often, but they're very expensive. Yeah. So I kind of just, you know, it's like a fun, like every once in a while mm-hmm. kind of a mushroom that I get. But then there's oyster mushrooms. There are certain mushrooms where I'm just like, eh. I mean, they're great if like somebody else made them. Yeah. 
but I don't really know what I'm doing with them. Anyway, so my neighbors clearly are pretty good at mushrooms, and I was like, you know, that would be kind of a fun thing to explore, especially because there are a lot of mushrooms around Mm -hmm. here as well. I think it's just because we're in sort of that kind of tree-heavy, wet Northern California situation, and that actually leads me into New Year's resolutions. (laughs) I have not done resolutions in any, you know, any, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I've thought about them, but I can't really remember ever being like, hey, this is a big thing in my life that I need to change. Mm-hmm. And it's starting on January 1st. Uh, I, and I know some people take that really seriously. You can also do that any time of year. Mm-hmm. And it just, New Year's has never been a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's that much of a changing of the seasons if anything it's sort of like December's over and now it's still cold for a while <laughs> you know like it doesn't it just doesn't really feel like the year is new and everything's different well, especially but, now with like a virtual well, yeah, exactly. dropping the ball and you know you can't put your fancy clothes on and clink champagne glasses right or or just like it just it also just life isn't gonna change no <laughs> January right just isn't going no. to you know spoiler but uh but I thought you know maybe especially because it's been such a weird year mm-hmm. and a lot of our routines have been thrown off and we've had to adopt new ones and you know I, I've I've been nursing this shoulder injury for I mean a while now and it is definitely better but it's not you know 100% and I felt like because of that, and I, you know, I had a good excuse, but like, I wasn't really exercising, mm-hmm. you know, I could walk, I can walk all day, no problem, you know, and I got my dog and my podcast and everything, and that's all good, but it's not, it doesn't really replicate what actually makes me happy, and that's a lot more running around, mm-hmm. I just, like sweating, I just, like cardio, yeah, 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 like I, I have a lot of energy, and sometimes that manifests as anxiety, sure, and I, it has to come out somehow. Yeah, and, and yeah, like physical exertion. You have to work it out. Is, yeah, yeah. And it really, you know, I mean, it's not going to like. I mean, if I have like mental problems, it's not going to like fix them or anything. But it, it, it is the. It's night and day. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been doing that for a while. And I, I mean, I'm not like dying or anything. But I, I can see the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't sleep as well. I kind of have like grumpy thoughts more often because I'm not tired enough to just like chill, Mm -hmm. you know? And there have been times where I'm up kind of later than I should be. And I'm like, go to bed. But I'm like, ah, but I have too many thoughts still. You don't get tired? work through thoughts. What's that? You don't get tired at like 10 o'clock and you just... I get tired, but I, but my mind doesn't shut off. Yeah, mine too. It's like if my body is fatigued, my mind is sort of at ease. Mm -hmm. And I've always, this is not a revelation mm-hmm. that happened in 2020, but it's something that I, I just knew. And so I was always like, you know, you go to the gym, like run for an hour, you're good to go. Like maybe like, maybe like lift some arm weights, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then have a coffee and start your day. But not having this, I'm like reminded, oh yeah, so this is what happens to me when, when I lapse. Yeah. And I, you know, again, shoulder injury, I didn't do it on purpose not happy that it's, you know, been the case and it, and it is on the mend and I'm almost there. Mm -hmm. I'm almost there. But my New Year's resolution is get back into old life, Mm -hmm. Sarah, 
even though old life isn't really what it used to be and it won't be for a little bit, you know, going forward, just get back into that routine that made you really happy. Because once I, you know, fell off the wagon, so to speak, I could really tell the difference. And it was not just like, I mean, I'm not, you know, even gaining weight really, but it's just like, I just don't feel great. Yeah. And like the, you lose your muscle tone and and I, I know what you're, I know what you mean. So that's mine. What about you? How's your week? Wow, been? that's a that's a good one. Um, I like that you have one. I mean, why not just like focus on like you know something it's kind of kind of a big one. <laughs> it's yeah, a big one, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like you have to. You want to go back to the new old, or no, the old new, or something. <laughs> one of those. Yeah, what is, yeah, one of those. What's old is new. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, it's. I mean, I can't even remember like the first part of this week but you know i've been thinking about the resolution thing too you know i'm not i'm like you sarah i need that cardio i also am not a big resolution New Year's resolution person i don't and i totally respect people who do it um sometimes you need that kick in the butt i and i'm and i'm not bragging but i i tend to be pretty disciplined with the basics you know with the like eating pretty well even though i ate like 12 cookies last night um (laughs) and you know exercising on the reg uh, just being disciplined with that stuff. It, to me, it's always been sort of ingrained in me. It's like drinking water, eating food, exercising. It's just like part of daily life. Um, and so, but I have trouble with other stuff, you know, and I was sort of thinking about the anti-resolution, you know, because I tend to get kind of, I don't know, I think the resolution thing just can be, um, it can feel rote, you know, because it happens every year. And so the anti-resolution right. I thought yeah, was pretty you're interesting. Setting, setting yourself up. Exactly. And it's always the same stuff, you know? And I feel like I was thinking, what are some things that I want to not do? So hence the anti-resolution, like things that I really want to work on that I do, but I want to stop doing mm, kind of thing. Okay. So it's kind of like f- flipping the script a little bit. One thing I won't stop doing is drinking coffee and wine. I know a lot of people, some pretty common resolutions are going like fasting, eating no sugar for two months, drinking, Mm -hmm. not drinking for a month. I don't know. I I don't really want to go too extreme. (laughs) I I, I keep things in moderation. Um, I'm not like an addictive personality, so I never feel like, oh gosh, I'm drinking too much. I just don't on a regular basis. I, I have a glass of wine, but I just don't overdo it. So I'm like, I'm just going to continue with that. I don't want to do anything too extreme. Um, like, you know, do a faster bungee jump, any of that stuff. (laughs) I won't lose faith in a bright future. And I have to say, I'm fairly proud of myself. There's been a lot of bumps in the road this year, but I've always kept a overall optimistic, um, view of the future, even though sure I get bogged down with, grousing about things and things being scary and whatnot. But I think always in the end, I I find something to hold on to that is, uh, you know, potential for happiness um, and change. I won't continue to worry about the past and what did and didn't happen. I tend to go back in time and I do this a lot where I go, God, if only I did this or if only I went that direction. And it's like, it doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters anymore because you got to forge ahead and it takes you out of the moment and it forces you back in the past there's nothing you can do to change those things and it's not like i made bad choices it's just different choices it's like and then you wonder about well what if i made that other choice right 
But yeah, but but you didn't. I didn't. And so, so it's like, like deal with like it. You could, live with yeah, it. It's a fantasy at this point. Exactly. Yeah. And I tend to live in that fantasy world. I'm telling you, I, I really have a hard time with that. And I've, I look back and I think of all these different times where I have lived kind of in my head, you know, where like the world was happening around me and I wasn't paying attention. That is such an issue that I have. I, I vowed to not feel guilty about all the stupid little things. I think I do have a little bit of Jewish guilt um, in my blood. And I think there's like lots of stupid little things that are so whatever innocuous and I just feel guilty about it. And I won't get overwhelmed by my to-do list, which I'm really having a hard time with because I now have like the most ginormous to-do list because I'm running kind of a business now. And the to-do list is so big for just one of like the projects you know and then there's like that other project and that other project and it's just like endless and it's what it does is it takes me away from evolving the stuff that i or think getting stuff done you know i'm such a problem solver and i'm such a doer that i tend to jump on my to-do list before anything else and then like i mean i haven't even opened my yoga textbook for like three weeks it's like oh my god are you gonna get through that class i don't know I'm like worried I'm not going to get through it because I can't mm -hmm. focus. I'm really bad at focusing. Right. I need yeah, to work on that. It turns into like this torrential thing where you're like, I'm buried yeah. under too many things to do. Exactly. And, and I love helping people. Don't get me wrong. But there have been a few people that I've, I've really put off a lot of stuff that I wanted to do to help them for a mm. long period of time. I'm not saying like here and there, but like ongoing and i love that i mean honestly like i i will always do that but um i really feel like i've put a lot of my own goals on hold to help others with theirs and i won't not be spontaneous if we can ever leave our houses again and i think that it, it will be harder to get back into that f easily being spontaneous thing because we're, we're so used to this like simple stripped down life and i don't want to get too stuck in that i want to make sure that i'm still experiencing new things whenever we can um whether it's like internally or externally um but i want to continue to be spontaneous however i can be so i'd like to know what you got if you guys have any anti-resolutions or resolutions let us know at hi at have such a good day.com yeah absolutely i like the anti-resolution thing because a lot of people because it's really the same thing right Pretty it's much. like my resolution is to either start doing this thing that I'm or not doing, doing or something. stop doing yeah. this thing, but it works the same way. It and it, and it's, it's, you know, it's very self-aware. Yeah. And you're the kind you're of thing of like, Hey, yourself. this is a thing that I, I don't love about what my life is like right now. Yep. And I have the power to change it where I think I do. Mm -hmm. So let's give it a try. And what better time than the first of the year when a lot of other people are doing things like that? Like there's a little bit of a support group just built in sure. just based on the timing. Exactly. And there, and we're actually getting a an exercise bike shipped to us on January 11th, which is actually Ooh. like a really good time. We, we didn't get the um, Peloton, uh, but we got like the next level down, which is it's a bike that has on-demand classes. I don't really need to do, do the live thing. Um, so I didn't really feel the need for a Peloton. I might regret it. <laughs> I've never had exercise, a piece of exercise equipment in my house. I've always been kind of more of an outdoorsy person, but because we're now in the country and there's unpredictable weather and it's colder here, it's nice to know that I have this option to get some cardio 
inside. So I will report back on that uh, in late January. Oh, that's super exciting. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't have a Peloton. I know people who do. I know people who love it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, there's a whole subscription thing. The bike is expensive. Listen, mm-hmm. if that's your jam, go for it. It's out of my price range. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think you're good to go because it's like, you can just watch a movie on your iPad while you're exactly. on the bike or, exactly. you know, listen to a podcast or stare into space, that kind of thing. But I'm with you. I am, I'm actually not, I am not a confident bicyclist <laughs> never have been I know how to ride a bike but mm-hmm. I don't like riding in traffic if there's people walking like the Amsterdam folks like just give me <laughs> so much anxiety because I'm like you guys are so good at this why are you not scared all the time like I just I get scared and I jump off the bike and I'm like no 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 I need to walk around um and it's funny because I don't own a bicycle myself have in the past but not in many years my landlord has a bike that's like in the tool shed nice bike mm-hmm. and you know he keeps saying to me like why don't you ride my bike you you know just like adjust the seat you know mm-hmm. I, i'm never even here and i'm like i'm not riding i'm not riding a bike through a bunch of potholes in the country like i don't trust in the rain you, sarah don't do it because you're gonna hurt your knee or your ankle or right. you're gonna re-injure your shoulder but that's why your bike <laughs> situation i'm like that makes perfect sense yeah and my whole thing is always like well, but I have to walk my dog anyway, so I should just do outdoor activities, mm-hmm. which I can do, you know, running, when walking. When it's cold, it's sometimes well, really yeah, hard to motivate. cold and rainy and that whole yeah. thing, which is why I like my VR games. But mm-hmm. but that's cool. You'll have to you'll have to let us know how the uh, how the stationary bike goes. Is it going to be in your house like next year, Bill? Your no, table? actually, I feel so um, spoiled. I have this little yoga studio next to my office that's oh, cool. in the town, uh, kind of adjacent to where I live. And because we have like kind of a modest bungalow up in you know the town that we live in, um, there's not a ton of extra room. So we're going to kind of make it, you know, have my little, my little yoga studio and we'll have the bike somewhere in one of the corners. It'll be nice because there's a cool window. We get a lot of natural light. Yeah, it should be a fun um, experiment. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so, <laughs> oh boy. So uh, Christmas, whether or not you celebrate Christmas, uh, is always a time for big blockbuster movies to drop. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's always been this way, right? Uh, I can't, I, I can remember being a kid. My parents and I didn't go to the movies, like the theater mm-hmm. on Christmas, but I knew lots of families who did. You know, my parents were always just like, eh, why, there's going to be too many people. Why would we go today? But mm-hmm. that was like a super big routine for lots of families. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, after my dad passed away, I remember my mom and I on Christmas day, we kind of like looked at each other and we were like, what do you want to do? Like, we're like kind of done uh, being here. And we went to the movies and saw Django Unchained, which is the most non-Christmas movie you could ever see. But that's the day that it opened. Mm -hmm. And we went, we were like, this is so fun. We should do this forever. Like Christmas, uh, you know, movie theater stuff is like, because there's a lot of momentum, like lots of families. People are just pumped, you know, they're ready to get out of the house. Oh, I love a Christmas Day movie. Yeah. And so, and so I, I late, later in life, I kind of got into it. Well, not possible now. So on Christmas itself, I had gone over to my mom's house the night before, you know, we had both quarantined. We were really safe. We felt super good about, you know, us being together and I stayed over And in the morning, you know, we'd kind of, you know, had a leisurely breakfast and, you know, took walks and just, there was nothing super remarkable about it. But I remember thinking like, gosh, you know, 
right about now was when we were like bored enough that we should go to the movie theater, but mm -hmm. we're just not doing that this year. It can't be done. And I had left my cat back at my house and right around noon or whatever, I was like, yeah, it's probably time to, you know, go back to my house and, you know, take care of my own affairs. And, you know, we hugged and that was the end of it. But then when I got to my house, it was the same thing where I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? You know, mm -hmm. it's like kind of like midday on Christmas. <laughs> I've been mm -hmm. up since 630 or whatever, but uh, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't have like the, you know, like, oh, I'm sad and lonely on Christmas because I'm like, I could just go back over to my mom's house or like, you mm -hmm. know, I have friends I can talk to or whatever. But I was like, all right, let's like pretend that we're at the theater. So I fired up Wonder Woman 1984. Nice. Yeah. And boy, Heather, was that a stinker? Uh, that's what I suspected. Oh, man. I mean, and again, don't if you're listening stinker. and you're like, oh, Sarah's <laughs> going to spoil this. I won't spoil a a thing i promise no i don't think you will i would like to maybe us all circle back and talk about mm -hmm. what a shit show of a movie that was <laughs> sometime in the future but i'm not going to do that to you now but i will say that i as i watched it like i was even like because again like i was well fed when i got mm -hmm. home from my mom's and she even sent me home with some chicken chicken enchilada which is that's our christmas uh <laughs> thing that we do and so I'd had a lot of food and I was like, maybe I'm just tired and I need a nap. Like, that's why this movie isn't making a lot of sense to me right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not crazy about superhero movies in general. You know, and there's like backstory stuff where I'm like, I don't always get the joke or, you know, the reference. Yeah. And then later I was like, all right, now I'm in, you know, like this is going to be a long movie. Like I'm, I'm going to watch it. You know, it's a big deal. It's what mm -hmm. everybody's talking about it. I mean, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> It's and do you think terrible. it's because I have a question for you because I want to know why it's so bad without spoiling anything. But I had mentioned to my boyfriend because he wants to see it just to see it. Sure. I, yeah. I saw the original and I it was cool. It was fine. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. don't have high hopes for this one. And, and I said, um, I just heard it's really a stinker. And he <laughs> said, oh, it's probably just because it's not playing in theaters and it doesn't have that, that hoopla. It's just, you know, it's, it's a movie that was supposed to be on the theaters. I'm like, I don't think that's why it's bad. I don't think I don't think that's it either. And I know what he means because there mm -hmm. are certain movies like sure if I were if I watch like I don't know one of the Star Wars movies or whatever like in my living room like it's not going to be like THX you know yeah. best audio ever kind of thing you know and the kind of momentum of the crowd I get that no 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 this movie just <laughs> doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and it's not just me because the few people that I know. So I have a friend who actually worked in marketing for the movie. Oh, she, wow. She, she doesn't work for the studio. She's independent. But, you know, they were doing lots of, you know, like kind of like Zoom promotional things mm -hmm. with the cast. And they were very involved for months. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this is a bad movie. But I just didn't see the final cut until everybody else did. Like we didn't we weren't granted that, you know, yeah. access. And I'm like, it's not even it's not even that like I'm like oh, like, I don't like the way it ended. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. The movie doesn't... Like the plot didn't make sense. doesn't make sense. Wow. There are things that happen and you're like, wait, but how would they know? Like, no, that... What, why is she doing that? What What happened here? So, yeah, real head scratcher. Um, To the point where I was like, by the end, because again, long movie, by the end I was like, I might actually watch this again for the lulls 
just because now I know that it's not going to make sense. Well, so is it like Christopher Nolan's movies where it's like, it's so complex, uh, you know, like the matrix no, and it's not that he'd it, no. made the matrix, but you know what I mean? Like where it's like such a convoluted or like a detailed plot. It was I mean, more listen, like, yeah, Tenet, more like which the writer is his was most recent movie, like the wheel wasn't crazy about Tenet, but mm-hmm. I was like, it was ambitious and like the dots didn't, you know sure it just didn't match up at the end but like it was still like huh this is interesting yeah wonder wonder woman was just like it just didn't make any sense wow i really want to read about this because like what if it had to do with like you know covid year has been so crazy papers are flying like maybe the writers just like i don't know like just i'm sure that had a lot to do with it yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. That said, it was also delayed quite a bit because of COVID, and you would mm-hmm. think in post production there could be things that would have been solved. Yeah. Anyway, so um, to anybody who enjoyed Wonder Woman '84, I I don't take it away from you. If you have <laughs> other thoughts, please let me know because I'd love to talk about this. You know, let, yeah. let's you know let's all get together and talk about stuff. Hi, have such a good day. Dot com would be a great place to to send your thoughts, but. I also watched the George Clooney uh, outfit uh, called The Midnight Sky, mm-hmm. which is, uh, it's either a book or a series of books. It was based mm-hmm. on a story that already it takes existed. It's in Iceland, right? Well. Or they shot it in Iceland, It apparently. takes place partly in space and partly on Earth. Um, and the, again, not, not to spoil, but like the general um, setup is Earth is effed. Like it's like a, it's, it's, you know, we're kind of like in a area where people have to leave earth because there's nothing left on earth anymore, Mm -hmm. even though it still exists, but, but space isn't good either. And you know, I love George Clooney. He's one of my very favorites and he directed the movie. So I was like, all right, you know, let's see. And it was fine. (laughs) I'm not a super space person. So it was kind of like, okay, we're going to, a lot of space stuff. Um, And and again, like, I would call it a solid mid movie. Didn't okay. hate it. Didn't love it. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't shed a tear, even though it was mm-hmm. supposed to be kind of a tearjerker in many ways. A little bit of a plot twist going on, mm-hmm. you know, with certain characters. But it was fine. Yeah, I actually heard that. Um, I, I heard that he his uh, eye eyelids or eyelashes or his eyes froze shut during production. Like when they were shooting, because it was so cold. That's where I heard about them shooting in Iceland. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah, because they're supposed to be on the North Pole or you know something, you know, obviously really far north. There, there is definitely a large portion of the movie where he's outside and his beard. He has a big beard and mm-hmm. his beard is frozen. He's covered in ice. You know, and the mm-hmm. whole time I'm just like, someone wipe that beard off. <laughs> He has a very cold, frozen beard on his face. You know, like, help this man. Uh-huh. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was fine. I would I would be curious to see what you think. I think you would probably watch it and say it was fine. I actually I want to see it also because he directed it. I was curious. Same for um, I did watch uh, that Christmas movie with uh, Kristen Stewart. Uh, mostly because I was curious about oh um, happy, Duvall happiest uh, season. It. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the titles it. of these. I thought it, it was cute. cute. Here, here's my issue, though. And I've noticed this a lot with just the rise of streaming services. A lot of these, like, and I hear you talking about it. It's like, all these movies are just okay. Like, or they're cute and they're entertaining. But you, it's like, 
I find a lot of these movies to be more and more derivative. And maybe it's because, you know, we're lacking, you know, new creative ideas and it's easy to kind of spin off of another idea. And it was cute. It was entertaining. Um, you know, it was, it was derivative and um, contrived and all of those things that I think a lot of like Netflix programming is. And, you know, a lot of people say that a lot of the Netflix stuff is where you can be on your phone doing something while you're watching a movie. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I, you know, pre Elijah, my boyfriend, I was watching a lot of those things and I have definitely been watching a lot of different stuff that I probably wouldn't choose. Um, but I'm getting much more of an education in some like older movies and like classics and stuff. And so I think the juxtaposition of like watching like really good movies and then watching like a Netflix movie, it makes me sort of like them less because I, I basically had just watched these two movies. I've always been, it's funny when Elijah brings like a black and white movie to the table or like something from the forties or fifties, I'm always like, uh, it might be boring, you know? Right. Like, am I in the mood for this? Yeah. yeah. And he loves old movies. And I'm just like, I let him, I basically asked him on Christmas Eve. I was like, what is a good, like just off the top of your head, let's watch a cool, wonderful, like holiday movie um, that's like older, like classic. And so he came up with a couple options and, you know, we have, you know, Blu-rays. So he like gave me three. I always go, give me a bunch and I'll read the back and, you know, <laughs> feel my instincts. Like, which one do I want to watch? And I watched two that I absolutely adored. And it like, Sarah, it, it's like this one movie that we watched on uh, Christmas Eve. It just like, it evoked feelings that I've like never felt before because they were from like the 40s and 50s and it was sort of like a simpler time and like a simple moral of the story and just stuff that like, like kind of a little bit melodrama, but like in a good way. And those movies um, are called, it's funny that they, they both have heaven in the title, which is total coincidence, but one is All That Heaven Allows and then Leave Her to Heaven. And they're not boring at all. They're both like Technicolor. They're not, they're not black and white. So maybe that helps, but absolutely adored them. And then I watched the Kristen Stewart movie. So I was like, oh, like it just was, it was like a weird juxtaposition. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the whole, you know, Netflix level movies, the mm -hmm. stream, the, the whole idea of streaming. And I, I say streaming in the sense of like, okay, some years ago, people, myself included, were like, let's cut the cord. Don't need cable. It was mm -hmm. a waste of money. Don't watch any of these channels. You know, let's pick and choose. And at the time, I remember my boyfriend was like super on that train. And he was like, mm -hmm. what do we really watch? Like we watch Mad Men. We buy it on yeah. iTunes, you know, and then there was Breaking Bad. Buy it mm -hmm. on iTunes. You had other options, but that's what sure. we were doing. And we just, we just kind of stopped watching yeah. kind of mindless stuff, mostly mm -hmm. TV, but you know, you can still get movies, but we would sort of pick and choose or it was long ago enough now, <laughs> yeah, boyfriend, my God, it was long time ago, <laughs> but, but like where we still had like DVDs that we both yeah. had like our little collections and we would watch certain things, you know, here and there. And now I still don't have a cable subscription, but I can now literally get any television show, any movie, Mm -hmm. you know, often a little before it's even released to the public kind of stuff, mm -hmm. because there are so many avenues and I'm not even talking about illegal stuff. I'm just talking about, sure. you know, people who there are people who are they are collectors 
And so mm-hmm. they're like, oh no, I, ha- I have that movie. And I yeah, can share it with you, like, you know, on my, yeah. you know, my media server or whatever. So I'm lucky enough to be able to see stuff pretty, pretty closely to when it is available just yeah. because of, you know, the company that I keep and that's super awesome. But I also do pay for a variety of services. And one of those services is AT&T now, AT&T Home now. God, I always forget. <laughs> Go There's home so now. many of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it replicates cable TV. It does, yeah. And sometimes I will, you know, because there's so many times where I'm like, I mean, do I just want to watch whatever's on Bravo right now? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's all, like, all that stuff is, like, background stuff to me anyway when I'm yeah. cooking or whatever. But on Christmas Day, that thing happened in Tennessee. Yeah. And it was such a great, like, sure, I mean, I could look things up online, but I was like, I just, I, I want a little bit of, like, cable news right now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know where to get that otherwise. Yeah, and that's true. Those are the cer- there are certain times where I'm like, I just... It's not even like who the talking head is um, because we don't even have to get into that conversation. But just that kind of like we're on it. This is breaking. It's topical. We're, yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Like information is coming through, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, by the minute. And I love it for that kind of reason yeah. because it helps me feel like I'm not disconnected. Yeah. I was just going to say it makes you feel more connected because I, I agree with you. I don't feel very connected to a lot of that stuff and I'll just go online and you know, Google it. But um, yeah, I feel a little disillusioned though with a lot of the content that's being created. And I think because it's just so saturated now and like everyone's creating stuff. So yeah, but you get wonderful stuff. I mean, Mad Men and a lot of those shows are very good. The John Wilson show is very clever. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you sort of have to, you know, what's really cool is a nice thing to have in your back pocket is the Criterion channel. You know, it's an, it's like 11 bucks or something for, a, um, and this is an Elijah thing, but I'm really grateful we have it because it doesn't just have foreign movies on it. It'll have like, um, like really good classic Oscar winning movies, you know, like, um, like Terrence Malick's like Badlands. I rewatched that. That movie's amazing. Hmm. So good. And I, I, I forgot how good it. it was. It's, it's wonderful. Um, I mean, Martin Sheen is so young in it and so handsome. It's a really good movie and just stuff like that where I'm like, oh man, that's why people love that movie so much, you know? And so it's been a good education, but I I feel like um, creative gift giving just kind of went to like another level for me um, this year. You know, I don't know about you and how you, I've had a lot of people in my, my life that have been good gift givers, um, friends, boyfriends, whatnot. And there are, and everybody has their styles, you know? And I think for me, I tend to go for, you know, cool, maybe practical, like educational gifts of like good quality. And so I was pretty proud of like the gifts that I gave Elijah. I got him a beautiful Tashin, you know, the Tashin um, uh, publisher. They do really beautiful coffee table books. And I got him this massive, beautiful coffee table book on the history of graphic design you know, from the 1960s. And I was like so excited to give it to him because he does a lot of really cool like graphic stuff with his editing and he's getting more and more into it. And I thought it would be good inspiration for him. Um, and I ended up getting him the snooze, um, which is, um, I don't know if you've ever reviewed something like that, Sarah, but it's, it's a little kind of machine that creates like white noise next to the bed. Yeah. Cause we've yeah. been using a fan cause he needs a little white noise. I don't. Um, but I thought it's so weird to have a fan in like the middle of winter. It's just, 
seems really counterintuitive or something. So I got on the snooze. I was really happy about it. But the gifts he gave me kind of blew me out of the water. It was like this whole other level outside of the creative box kind of thing. He spent a year kind of in the making of this thing that he got me. He kind of commissioned this LA artist. And he, of course, always films me when he loves doing surprises, which I, I love actually. I've enjoyed that so much. He tends to think about how he can surprise me. And he is such a creative gift giver. He, so I had no idea what was in this box, you know? So he's filming me and he's like really excited. And he's like, he'd been telling me about this gift that was supposed to be for my last birthday. Then it was supposed to be for this year's birthday, but then he couldn't get it in time. It couldn't ship in time. And then he hopes he's going to get it for Christmas. So there's been a lot of buildup, no idea what this thing is. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I start opening the box and I first, I see these two little packages of these kind of like little, like cat stuffed animals or something. And I was like, what is this? Is some weird, like cat lady gift. <laughs> and they are, you don't even understand what these things are. I ha I will send videos and pictures to you guys because they're really the most incredible thing I've ever received. Um, and they were a huge hit, like huge comic relief during like a crazy 2020. The first five people I sent them out to, you were one of them, Sarah, being a cat lover, um, had probably the biggest like roll on the floor laughing moment. And they are, there's a woman in Los Angeles and there's other people that do this, but they make these, they're not stuffed animals at all. And they're not taxidermy at all. It's like somewhere in between. They're made from felt and they are, what you do is you send this artist pictures, a bunch of variety of pictures, you kind of direct her and give her like, okay, I want the cat to be in this pose and, you know, make sure to have the tongue sticking out or, you know, um, make sure there's this expression on their face or the, the little mutton chops or whatever. You tell them about like the details of your animal. And I think a lot of people do it when their animals cross under the rainbow bridge and they want like something to remember them. Well, mine are still alive and young, but these little guys are, the coolest thing I, I have ever seen, they're kind of like uh, in Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox. They're very much like that. Mm -hmm. They look like little, they look like they're alive behind their eyes. Their eyes look so real. They look like they're staring at you. And they're just, they're really cool. They're like a little pieces of art. They're basically pet replicas. And they look like my cats. They like have the same sense of humor. They're like really well done. Like I said, it's the great comic relief of 2020. And it, email me if you want the Instagram info of this artist. She just did some like a uh, Chihuahua, uh, you know, you, they, she does dogs too and, and other kind of things, but she also does paintings. Very fun. I highly recommend it. I will be sending some pics and videos shortly. I love this. I, I've, I've seen photos. I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen the, uh, the, fantastic uh charlie and ziggy uh cat replicas in person but i would like to someday and yeah i think heather your your description of fantastic mr fox is probably pretty on point like it's a mm -hmm. little wiry maybe yeah a little wiry than, realistic than real looking. life but yeah not like not like stuffed animals no not at it's all some, it's something very different uh, and uh -huh. um it kind of reminds me because you had sent me the instagram 
account of the artist where I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. wow, you know, just like, she's like a really creative person, you yeah, know, and like totally. people are like commissioning things. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, when someone's a really successful tattoo artist and mm -hmm. you kind of hear about them and you're like, where mm -hmm. are they? Oh, they're based in New York. Like how far, like what's, how long's the waiting list? Like I kind of just want something cool from this person who's really, really talented. Mm -hmm. And it, there's a lot of stuff like that out there. And it's very, always very word of mouth, at least in my experience. Oh yeah, it was for him too. I was like, how did you find out about this woman? I mean, he, he follows a lot of interesting artists on Instagram. So I know that he's been following her for a while and he, he wants to, make one of his dog of frank and so he's been working on this for a while and i love that the thought that goes into it in such far in advance it's like let me plan for this incredible surprise like a year in advance mm -hmm. i mean that's the forethought is pretty wonderful it really is uh you know what heather you know who else is wonderful um our patron it's definitely elijah who's also a <laughs> yes. patron if uh, my memory serves <laughs> but, it's, but it's all of our patrons if you're not a patron yet you're thinking of joining or you'd like to help us out keep the lights on patreon.com slash have such a good day is the place to go and by the way as of the time of recording we have 93 patrons we've never had 93 patrons we are almost to 100 patrons listen if i were to invite <laughs> 93 people over to my house right now i'd be like super overwhelmed like oh my god there's so many people here a little bit crazy of a party do i have enough like toilet paper kind of thing but because we're all online it is just so heartwarming and it's thanks wonderful. so much to everybody who's been with us from the beginning and those of us who are new as well oh 100 and those of you who are thinking of joining and are planning on joining thank you in advance we also have a couple new patrons uh colin Woo! colin Woo! and john B. John Welcome, B. Colin and John, thanks for joining the tribe. Uh, we hope that you have had a wonderful holiday, as we <laughs> hope for all of you. And if you're listening to the show and say, well, we're not patrons, but we like the show, do we have to be patrons? You don't have to. But boy, would you, we'd like you to be because there's some fun perks involved. You can be part of our Discord, it's kind of our back channel where we're chatting mm -hmm. with each other, and uh, we, uh, you get ad free feeds of the show mm -hmm. so if you're like eh, you get to see some behind the scenes stuff yeah exactly and... it's a little of everything and so thanks in advance y'all are the best and let's make 2021 the best year I, was, ever. I was about to say the best ever but i'm like i mean the bar is pretty fucking low so i know yeah. so hopefully just make it like a pleasant year you know you guys do not have to chat with us so don't feel daunted by like if you join you have to be in the discord and you have to be chatty you don't you can totally no. be a fly on the wall it's no. totally fine and you know speaking of discord uh you know it's really fun lately there you know there's all kinds of different conversations going on you know what's happening in the world like just like memories and you know I did a straw poll the other day I asked everybody what do you miss most about life BC which is before COVID and we got a, a bunch of responses so we'll share them here Buchanan said I miss theater I'm that type of person who would see two Broadway shows a week by myself oh man I mean I don't live anywhere where a Broadway theater is super close to me. I probably went once a year, maybe. But that's got to be sad if you if that's yeah, your thing. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, huge. that that was that was kind of yeah. I could I could see where Buchanan's like this really sucks. This was like yeah. a really fun thing that I did alone, which is even like part of kind his identity. More special, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We also got uh, some feedback from Tina, who said, "I miss bar culture. Having lived above a bar." 
I have a musician husband. I miss going to little local shows a ton. I miss meeting friends for happy hour. But on the other hand, my wallet and my liver probably don't miss those things. <laughs> yeah, here, here, Tina. Yeah, Gadget virtuoso. Um, he misses going to hockey games, movie theaters, and just theater in general. He has season tickets to both hockey and musicals that have been canceled and delayed over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole sports world, um, I'm not as much up on the theater world, but the sports world has been so upended. I just kind of stopped paying attention to stuff yeah, that I would normally care happen? quite a bit about. I mean, yeah. I, I like my sports You're a sports person, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, but it just, everything's just been weird. Mm -hmm. Well, James, aka Raven Nerd, also said, traveling, even just small trips outside of the city, knowing a trip was coming meant I had something to look forward to. James, amen to that. Boy, oh my God, I mean, I, I cannot think of the last time I looked forward to going on a trip, even if it was Ugh. like a little stressful to like get everything in order. Now I'm just like, oh, I never go anywhere ever. So I don't think I about those I, things anymore. I really miss that. My, me too. And I've done a few road trips, um, but I, I getting like packing a suitcase, like a roller bag and going somewhere tropical or exotic is, I, it's like, I can't let myself think about it because I like want to do that so bad. And I have no idea when that's going to happen. Um, and then finally, um, Gardner VH, he says he misses seeing family, meeting friends for good food, holidays that feel like holidays, freedom, entertaining people, church, being around a lot of people, pretty much in that order. Some simple things, grabbing a lunch sandwich at specialties, getting a pastrami Reuben, drinking a sample of microbrews, a beer and a burger at a local watering hole, traveling to see friends a long way away, dreaming about vacations. One thing I couldn't possibly. Oh, so man. Gardner VH. I, I never really got sandwiches at specialties, but boy, did I eat the hell out of their cookies oh yeah at one point when i when i worked nearby a specialties place i mean like i was eating way too many specialties oh those cookies like are peanut so butter cookies too. oh my god uh, but bomb. yeah or pastrami reuben mm, i don't even like pastrami but boy do i like a reuben th that does sound good <laughs> but yeah no i i hear you it's it's you know some of some of the things that that uh that just kind of shot out to me is like that feeling of freedom yeah just that feeling of like oh i can go do anything right do whatever now whatever i want yeah, yeah like maybe i don't have money in the bank to like fly to costa rica tomorrow mm -hmm. but if i could like i could do it you sure. know like there's not another horrible reason for me to not be able to do something like that um mm -hmm. you know i'm just picking costa rica out of the blue because i've never been there <laughs> but but that kind of stuff yeah that, that yeah it's hard to be spontaneous yeah it really is yeah, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully things will change quickly with the vaccine and, you know, we'll see each other in the flesh soon. Um, but yeah. until then, we are hoping in the next few weeks we can get to 100 patrons because you know what? We're almost at episode 100. We so are. what if we get to both at the same time? I mean, listen, we're at episode 81. We're at 93 mm. patrons. I think we can get to 100 patrons before we get to episode I 100 because so it's going to take us a few weeks. Sure. But uh, but yeah, just, you know, listen, we're, you know, <laughs> we'll, keep, goals. we'll keep the pledge drive to a minimum. But, <laughs> yeah. But we love the momentum. It's just mm -hmm. so great. And it's been such a really rough year. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I know personally it, it has been and I know for a lot of people so much worse and the fact that we can be a family of sorts what, whatever that looks like um, is really 
special to us. I look forward to it every week for sure. I do. It's, it's a creative well. endeavor that is brings a lot of joy to my life. So thank you for the millionth time. And you know we're gonna be back next week, and it'll be 2021, Heather. It's to it's happening. What we're gonna talk about? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> exactly so like, much fodder. Will we will we have anything left to talk about? Because <laughs> after 2020 gets buried in the mud, uh, it's, you know, it's run the gamut. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a beauty of life. It keeps on rolling. Yep. So yeah. So everybody have a wonderful, safe, happy, healthy uh, New Year, and we love y'all. And we'll talk to you next week. Until then, I'll still be Sarah, and I'll be Heather. Have such a good day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.